welcome to the register. This is the fifth episode. I won't go through all the opening stuff that I've talked about in the past episodes because uh, <laughs> if you've made it this far, you already know what's happening. Basically, we listen to an album, talk about it, discuss it, like it, don't like it, whatever. Yep. All right. So today we have. Oh, I'm Caleb. Oh, I'm Blakely. Sorry, I forgot about Sorry, that. We're getting lackadaisically here. We're <laughs> five episodes in. So. <laughs> okay. So today's episode is um, at the drive-in. They're a post-hardcore band that started in 1994. They reigned from El Paso, Texas, and uh, they were a really influential band. They're not super huge on everyone's radar, but they were big enough to change the hardcore scene and the post-hardcore scene. The relation, or the album we're talking about today is uh, Relationship in Command, and it came out in 2000. This is their third album. And this came out when I was about uh, 15, 16 years old. And I remember buying it and putting it on. And I was like, what is this? It didn't sound like anything else. <laughs> yeah. they, they have a very, very unique sound. Um, at that time, I mean, you're talking like um, Slipknot, Corn, Deftones, Limp Biscuit, all that stuff was mm-hmm. like huge. Like that was like peak new metal. Yeah. And then these guys are still like raw, like aggressive, but melodic. And it, it almost sounds like when you listen to this album, even though it's their third album, it sounds like you're listening to it like live, like they're just playing yeah. it. And yeah. I like that. And that's a technique that, um, uh, a lot of bands use uh, a lot of good bands record live and I don't know if they did or didn't but that's what it sounds like to me and uh, I just it feels it just feels like it has like a live presence and I really like it a lot uh, before I go into it um, do you have any thoughts like about it um, oh, first thoughts I liked it okay I did um, there was a couple songs uh that I was just like, oh man, this. It sounded like something I'd heard before, uh-huh. but also different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know we talked about this uh, at work the other day. The Deftones, which we did last week. Yeah. And now at the drive in mm-hmm. and the Mars Volta, they're yeah. all connected, right? Not the Deftones. Not the Deftones? No. We'll talk about that in a second, the split. Okay, okay. But yes, they did, they did split. Okay. And they formed two other bands. Yeah, I was trying You're to think correct. about that last night, and I couldn't remember what you had told me. Yeah, we'll so. get into that. It's 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 a part of this album. Oh, okay, cool. So, like I said, this album was uh, recorded in 2000. Um, they broke up after this. They did not record another album until 2017. Oh. 17 years later, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, they had a big break. But, like we talked about, there was a split, and they formed other bands and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. they were both successful. So let's just get into it. Okay. First song. Um, Is it our Carsonal? Our Carsonal. Yeah. I could. I was like struggling with. with uh, that. Before I say anything about this, do you have any idea what you would guess the song was about? Based on like lyrical content. Have you ever tasted skin? Yeah. Sink your teeth in it. Mm-hmm. I. I 
I don't know, cannibalism? Yeah. Is that what it is? You're, <laughs> it's, okay. This, the first song on the album, which is like, like all the previous albums we've talked about, this was a very good intro. Very Latin with like the maraca shakers coming in. It just kind of fades in. It's like, boom. Yeah. Here's like, our like song. Like the drums yeah, in the beginning. Like the Latin, like, yeah, very good buildup. But this song is rumored to be about uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. What? Yeah. Who raped, dismembered 17 men over the course of uh, 13 years. Oh, my God. It may be, uh, again, with everything, this is just our take. It may or not yeah. be. Um, a lot of the lyrics are really hard to decipher. Honestly. They're sporadic, and they sometimes don't even make sense. And that's the thing, because like, I, w- I was like watching the lyrics while mm-hmm. I was listening to the song, and I'm like, this doesn't make like there were yeah. some songs I'm like I don't get any of this and they may not yeah just like Red Hot Chili Peppers as famous as they are and as good as their songs are sometimes it just doesn't make sense it just <laughs> makes the song yeah and sometimes that's what bands do but um, I think they're they are deeper like in the songwriting mm-hmm. and I think it probably does mean something but will we ever know I don't know yeah this is just us talking about it like I yeah. said I thought it. I thought the it was this song was it like chaotic, like a chaotic start a, to the album. And a lot of their songs are, but that's the thing. It's so raw and aggressive. But then they're like, "Well, here's a soft chorus right. with a piano, yeah. and we're gonna sing melodically." <laughs> that's the thing. Here you go. <laughs> One of my notes was piano question mark. Like, yeah. where did this come from? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what I like about them so much. Um, they're just kind of all over the place. Like, you can be raw and aggressive, but you can still be melodic and mm-hmm. um, have choruses you can like that like sink into your brain and you remember. Moving on to the second song, uh, patterns against or pattern against user. Now, here's where it starts to get sad, and um, like a lot of bands, they are throwing stuff out there that may not be um, like directly, like this is what's going on, but they're talking about it, and they know what's going on, Mm -hmm. if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. So this song is about um, drug use, heroin specifically. Apparently, the singer and the guitar player are and they were both um, heroin users. Oh. And that's one of the reasons uh, the band broke up. Oh. Yeah. And and alcohol and constant touring and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people just can't handle that thing, uh, like under the pressure. But um, this song is definitely about that. Um, I, uh, I liked it. I yeah. immediately liked yeah. this song. It's very, very yeah. good. Um, there are some the lyrics that really stand out. Uh, let me see here. Sorry. Like the arms of the elderly. Yeah. That was kind of crazy to me. Right off the bat, the proposition, handcuffed to the park bench, hypodermic people poking, fun at living. It takes the weight out of this. It takes the weight out of living. They're talking about just using the drugs oh, to kind of escape. Hypodermic. Now yeah. that you say that, okay, I get it. Yeah, pattern against user, dilated. Talking about like pupils being dilated, uh, bastard waiting for nothing. Um, you know, stuck uh, like stuck in limbo addiction. Like they're 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 just saying it without saying it yeah. basically, and uh, that's sad. It happens to a lot of really great bands, and it's sad to hear that. Um, 
I guess, I guess it just comes with the territory. Yeah, I can see that. You know, but uh, yeah, great song nonetheless. But they're kind of like saying, um, "This is what's going on right now." Uh, whether the other band members knew what was going on, I don't know. They probably did, but. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing I liked about this song, there was like, um, like in the middle of the song, it had like this bass. I think it, I'm pretty sure it was a bass one mm-hmm. for sure, but like this bass part come in, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I like that. That happens a couple times in this album where mm-hmm. uh, it's like a little like bass solo yeah. or whatever you want to call it, and uh, yeah, I really like that. Um, Again, like a separation from the chaoticness and stuff like that, kind of step back for a second, catch your breath. That was honestly the theme mm-hmm. for this whole album to me, was just chaos. It, was, it is, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, they do it in a really good way to where it's uh, listenable. That being said, the third song on the album, which was the first single and probably their most popular a uh, notable song. This is how I got into them. I this is like the first song I I ever yeah. heard by them and I like I wasn't like paying attention cuz I like mm-hmm. listened to it and then went back and I was like, "Oh sure. my god, I haven't heard this song in years." Yeah, crazy. Like, yeah. So good. It caught my attention. I was like, "I got to this is I I went out and bought this album. I remember buying it. I was like I had to be driven to our local uh record store whatever and I, I picked it up on CD and mm-hmm. I put it in the CD player right away uh, on the in the car on the way home uh, we're talking about one arm scissor this song again it it, it alludes to um, the breaking up of the band uh, apparently in Canada a Jaeger bomb is called a one arm scissor oh really yeah cool so this is about that um, heroin use constant alcohol abuse and the touring lifestyle and what it did like between the members of the band if you watch anything any live performance of the band or even this video you can see like how chaotic everything is yeah because i watched the music video for Mm -hmm. this one and i was like oh my gosh yeah wild it's it's uh it's not a coincidence it's because they are drunk and on drugs oh yeah that that's what's going on but um, this this song was written in in the viewpoint of um, like a drunken, drug fueled stupor. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's the perspective of it. Um, and unfortunately, uh, it talks about the split of the band. That's uh, a, a one arm scissor, you know, completely useless. Right? Oh, okay, yeah, I get it now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, that being said, the fourth song on the album, um, Sleepwalk Capsules. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this ties back into the last two songs. Um, it's like a fighting within the band. That's what I got from it. Like a you're right, I'm wrong type of situation. Yeah, uh, let's listen to your ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just the just the words that they choose to to write. High chair crumbles unannounced like a baby. Yeah. Screaming from a high chair. Pacifier pacifies. Yeah. 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 You know, like, wow, you're writing this about the guys that you're playing with. Yeah. Cloak and dagger plot. Mm-hmm. Her sovereign majesty. Yep. I love it. I love it so much. Um, ah, it's just so good. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry that they broke up and everything, but sometimes um, pain makes for the best songwriting. Oh, for or sure. art in general. Mm-hmm. And, uh. You know, atop this podium built fixation, they like to choke, all utensils fixed on you. Um, 
like feeding a baby in the crumbled high chair. Like, okay, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, right, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, of course, like people get sick of uh, being told what to do or being told that they're wrong all the time. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. even if they're your best friends, you're going to get sick of that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, for sure. Um, great song, though. I like it. Um, um, and I'm going to say, uh, this is like a, a 12 or 13 song album. I think 13. 13, yeah. But uh, I don't think there's necessarily like a bad song on the album. A couple I don't like love. And that's the thing. I didn't dislike any song, mm-hmm. but I wasn't crazy about all of them. Yeah. You know? But they, I don't think any of them were out of place. No. No, if, I don't, I don't think so sense. either. Yeah. So... Okay, um, then this next song is kind of deep. It kind of floats away from the the band mm-hmm. life. Uh, invalid or Invalid Litter Department. It's a really sad song, and you can really hear it, like, in the music. This kind of takes, like, a step down, brings everything down. Th- yeah, it was like, okay, like, chaos, 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 yeah. depressing. Yeah. Did you research, like, what this song was about at all? I didn't, but... Because honestly, this was my least favorite song on the album. Really? I do not like spoken lyrics. Okay. I'm not a fan of the talking. And I just, that it opened up with that and I just couldn't get past it for the rest of the song. It's, it's not my favorite song, but I like it because of how it comes back in in the end. Mm-hmm. They really pull it back and like they come back like hard. But I think the topic uh, is enough for me to like the song. Mm-hmm. I like when people do this. Um, people can be political and talk about social issues without it being boring. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And um, they did they did a really good job in this song. And um, the brother and guitar player, obviously like Latin Hispanic descent. And uh, this song specifically talks about um, in the video. It kind of explains, but um, murders of hundreds of women in. Um, I don't know how to pronounce pronounce the name of this town, but it's a big town in Mexico, uh, one of the biggest towns in like um, Chihuahua, Mexico, mm-hmm. like a million people or something like that. It's crazy. But these murders took place uh, between 1993 and 2005, and like over 370 women were murdered. Uh, gangs, shit. yeah, gang violence, robberies, and rape. Apparently, um, these American-owned companies outsourced in Mexico to get away from like tariff tax and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they were employing these women. And these women would work in these factories, and they would have to commute out of these tiny villages. And um, some of them never made a home. And that's what happened. They would have to take these buses. And it was kind of like, for lack of a better phrase, like shooting fish in a barrel. Oh, that's terrible. Um, And what's even more sad is the government never stepped in to do anything about it. Um, And I think, like, the majority of these cases were never even looked into, solved. These women were just, like, buried out in the middle of, like, the desert. And just left. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's really sad. And that's what they were bringing, like, attention to, like, the social injustice and stuff like that. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. It's it's really sad. Oh, the yeah, because in the Company of Wolves was a stretcher made of cobblestone curfews. Uh-huh. The Federales performed their custodial customs quite well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really sad. And then, like, the hook is um, dancing on the corpus, corpse's ashes. Yeah. You know, which I really like that, um, even though it's so sad. Uh, man, so sad. And they talk about, like, how uh, 
like smoke smokestacks in the distance and everything. They were talking about these factories. Mm-hmm. But anyway, very sad situation. And I'm glad like um, they brought light to the situation. Oh, for you sure. Know, make, some people probably don't even pay attention. It's, yeah. It's probably forgotten about by now. But anyway, uh, moving on to the sixth song, uh, Manic and Republic. Um, I believe this is kind of like a part two of the fifth song, like the last song we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um just basic social injustice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily use this word a lot, but they were kind of woke before woke was like highly yeah. talked about and like just blasted all over television screens. Oh yeah, you know. And even though they were talking on like an underground level to um, clubs and small venues like that, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's still a good thing, and I'm glad like people are able to do that. Oh, for sure. Um, other than that, I don't have much to say about this song. I don't know much about it. Like, I couldn't find, like, a whole lot about it. I was, this was one of those songs that was just okay to mm-hmm. me. I agree. Same. What? But it was kind of connection. I think it kind of just flowed out from the fifth song into the sixth oh, song. Oh, yeah. Kept the album moving. Um, kind of ramped things back up. And then this song, the seventh song on the album, Infalid. Infilid? That's what I thought it was. I'm not for sure, though. Yeah. It's a, I believe it's a French term, meaning like um, soldiers being shot at laterally, from what I understand. Huh. But this may be my favorite song on the album. I have to tell you. Okay. That be- The very beginning of the song, that clip, yeah. it was late at night when I was listening yeah. to this, and it you out. scared me. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's voice is like terrifying. That's taken from like an Iggy Pop album. Really? Are you familiar with Iggy Pop at all? Um, I, I've heard the name, but I don't think I know any songs or anything. He was kind of like an early punk rocker, mm-hmm. um, really progressive like for the time. But uh, he made like a guest appearance on this album. And he's in like another song on this album, but that's what that clip was from. And yeah, it really sets the tone, like the tone for the song, like a definite kidnap situation yeah yeah that's i was i was genuinely scared i had like my airpods in and it was like dark and i was like oh my god yeah i don't like listening to this right now and 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 uh this may be one of the more produced songs on the album uh because it has kind of like the electronic drums and stuff like that it's Mm -hmm. it's really catchy with the hand claps and stuff like that yeah yeah uh i i believe this most of the song is like the perspective of the perpetrator Mm-hmm. Talking about like leave the money here, you know, blah blah blah. A very catchy chorus, love it. I I like um, about three minutes and thirty in thirty seconds into the song, there was like this kind of like cool little, I don't know what it would be called, but like little music part that just came mm-hmm. in, and I was like, oh wow, I really like this. Yeah. Like this is. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, I can listen to it all the time. If I go back to this album, if I'm if I'm just listening like on. Uh, on one of the streaming platforms or something, this is one of the songs I'll, I'll pull up. So, uh, let's see. Uh, the eighth song on the album, Rolodex Propaganda. This is, oddly enough, the second single on the album. And th- it's kind of wishy-washy what this song is really about. But some people think it's about uh, Jesse Washington who was a 17-year-old um, African-American 
who was lynched in Waco, Texas in 1916. Um, he was convicted of rape and murder of his employer's wife. He was dragged through the city by a chain and then publicly castrated. Oh, my God. That's fucking awful. Yeah. Jesus. Back in 1916. It, you know, very vague lyrics. Who knows? But uh, that's what a lot of people thought this song was about. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that at all. Yeah. That's really sad. Let's see. Let me um, and Tim, like the the songs, uh, you know, tempered could be like hot or angry, mm-hmm. and that's when temper, temper, temperature, like angry, and then um, manuscript replica, and then cut it. Yes, I say cut it, cut it. Talking about cutting his balls off. Ugh. Like, I don't know, man. Crazy song. But again, um, these guys are talking about social injustice, and it makes sense since they're from Texas. Yeah. Um, that's probably what it is about, I'm guessing. But nonetheless, it's a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, sad lyrics, but good song. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> All right. Keep things moving. Uh, let's go to song number nine. Uh, what, Quarantined? Yep. Um, your thoughts? The thunderstorm in the beginning kind of threw me. I was yeah. like, because I don't, and, and I was just like, you know, kind of like how I was like, uh, I don't know. Some of the things just like would surprise me in the beginning of their songs. Like yeah. the arc arsenal was very chaotic. Mm-hmm. Then there was, um, the talking mm-hmm. in, the invalid litter department and then uh you know the creepy phone call Mm -hmm. and then we get to this one thunderstorms yeah and i was just like this is a little you know this is different yeah it's um i don't know i liked it it wasn't bad i liked the song overall but i was just you know like thunderstorms yeah i think that's where the post hardcore comes in you know it's very you could tell uh, hardcore based but it gets really artsy. Mm-hmm. And I think um, they had the time and money to kind of experiment a little bit. And again, this is one of those albums, I think this is kind of where they peaked and it's kind of like what they imagined their sound to be like and they achieved it. Mm-hmm. If you listen to their other, other albums, they only have four albums based over their whole career. Yeah. This, uh, this is kind of where I just was like, kind of started losing interest. Not so much, yeah. I, I think that's probably like, it just slowed down for me. Yeah. And I was like, 13 right. songs is a lot of songs for an album like this. Mm-hmm. Even though they're kind of quick, they're not like super long songs or anything, about three minutes, yeah. three minutes, 30 seconds. But uh, this song, it's kind of like, it gives the metaphor of like a zombie apocalypse, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's like, like one, how like one news report can start like mass hysteria. And that's, I feel like that's kind of what he's saying. I'm not 100% for sure, but that's what I personally have gathered from it. Just, like, feeding frenzy, it's contagious. Yeah. You know, and then it just goes on with the happy trigger, will travel, have trigger, will travel. We've seen that recently in society with the Black Lives Matter. Like, people driving, like, cross straight lines to kill people. Yeah. You know? uh, Maybe this is about, like... um 
Not so much, like, maybe, like... I don't know, because it seems like maybe social justice is, like, a theme. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. This. Yeah. And maybe this is another song that's, like, trying to get rid of, like, the bad shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, how sure. Trigger will travel, like, you know, they're, like, I guess maybe fighting for what they believe in. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, and who knows, like, I don't know. It's hard to know what people are thinking in like three minutes and then not having a conversation with them. These are just thoughts off the top of their head. Yeah. And who knows? They could have been writing this like at two o'clock in the morning when they were completely wasted. They could have just watched like 28 days later yeah. and been like, you know, you write this a song is it. about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, th- I think we both kind of like hit the nail on the head here. Like, I don't know, some type of rhetoric. Mm hmm. All right. Let's see. Uh, the 10th song on the album, Cosmonaut. Um, like we talked about, like same kind of theme, like social and just, uh, like kind of how, like we're on our own, like, you know, am I meant to be alone? Mm-hmm. This is kind of where it started getting better for me. Yeah. I, I do like this song a yeah. lot. I, I was like, okay, this is, I like this one better. I like it. Is it? Is it heavier than air? Am I supposed to die alone? Is it heavier than air? Like, that's pretty deep. Yeah. Is the black box lying? Right. Right. And I feel like this is where, like, um, like the drug abuse is, like, taking hold. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Trying to figure themselves out, like, inside their head. Yeah. Brass knuckles for the hissy fit. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. I like this song a lot. Yeah, I did. I liked it, too. Like I said, this is where, you know, I kind of, everything slowed down for me about, like, you know, eight, the eighth and ninth song, but then this one kind of picked it back up. And mm-hmm. This is one of the songs, like, I got on this on CD, and I own it digitally, and I have, um, like, the record version, mm-hmm. and I can put this on and listen to it all the way through, and I'm like, man, that was a good album. Like, you feel good about listening to it, if, if that makes sense. I don't know if you've had anything that, like, makes you feel like that at all, but... Like, you're glad you listened to it? Yes. Um, <laughs> yesterday, when I listened to... Uh, man, I told you about it. What was the what was the AFI album I listened to yesterday? Oh, Sing the Sorrow. Sing the Sorrow. Yeah, we're probably going to cover that one for sure. I hope we do, because that is, like, my happy album. Yeah, it's one of it. the. It's probably one of my top ten albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Probably. I'd say at least top 20. Yeah. Oh, I have a lot sure. of albums that I love, and uh, they're dear to my heart, but mm-hmm. that's very, very up there. It's a it's a masterpiece. Let's face it. You know, I agree. It really is. It's so good. I think a lot of people would agree with us. Yeah. There's there's not a bad song on that. No. Um, on to the next song, um, the eleventh song on the album, Non Zero Possibility. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I believe it just talks about um, mundane daily life, uh, just existing. Um, using up resources and not even thinking like anything about it. Yeah. Uh, which is commonplace. I mean, everyone does it. You know, brush your teeth with the water on, or uh, we water lawns for like 30 minutes when there's <laughs> like a drought. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just for things sure. like that. Um, oil use, um, throwaway plastics, things like that. I, I think that's what I think <laughs> about this. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I these are these are kind of chaotic lyrics. This is, and that's the thing. 
that's to me, like I said before, that was the main theme for me in this was chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of like what we talked about earlier, like the piano. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I forgot to write that down. But yes, I was listening to it this morning again, and I was like, oh, man, that is just, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's such a nice break, and it's unexpected. Yeah. Very unexpected, but used in good taste. Mm-hmm. Wrapping up, second to last song, um, Extracurricular. Um, I think this goes back to another song about um, conflict within the band. Okay. That's what I got from these lyrics. Um, An actor choking on nectar, nothing gotten. I could see that. Um, Outstate our welcome, a jab from behind. Yeah. These these really stand out. Like, uh, lark-throated spit through beaks tonight. These gagging chirps were written in disguise. Uh, what's that sound? Caskets floating. I think it's just about, like, fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, just probably late night drunken fights yeah yeah i liked it though i thought it was good i enjoyed listening to listening to it me too me too like i said i think this album flows really together it's Mm -hmm. a very cohesive sound and uh they pulled off really well Mm -hmm. 13th and final song catacombs i don't know i don't even know what to say about it uh Uh, i i i agree i like the song uh, maybe it's too deep. Maybe it doesn't mean anything at all. But I have no idea what to say about it. Um, oh, sorry. Those are the lyrics from the last song. I was wrong. That's the lark the, throated. The lark throated yeah. Bit. yeah. Um, it probably just it's it's about um, like a turmoil within the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This song was. I don't know. It was just different, I think. Yeah. Um, an interesting song to end the album on. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, one thing that really stands out to me is uh, this gravity is a quadriplegic horse and carriage. Thinking about the band is just done. Yeah. I think that's what he's trying to say here. Yeah. You I know, can I can see that. It's just done. Like, yeah. There's nothing to move us along anymore. You know, what are we doing here? Uh, beating a dead horse, if you will, you know. Yeah, this, um, I don't know, this song, this song to me, is, I just wrote chaos. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I think that describes, like, the band in general. I, I agree. That's, um, honestly, I think that's the theme for them as a band. Yeah. And their songs, the album. They obviously have um, a lot of melodic parts, and they can even be described as, like, emo uh, if you listen to their other albums. And that's the thing with, like, um, One-Armed Scissor. Mm-hmm. That was kind of an emo-sounding song mm-hmm. to me because, like, I was listening to it, and I was like, Jesus reminds me of, like, high school. Right. Like, stuff I listened to. It's really funny because when um, emo bands are talked about, they're never, ever, ever mentioned. Like, ever. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever heard anyone mention them? No. When they talk about, like, emo? No, never, actually. Yeah, same. Uh but I think I think that's kind of like the thing they influence a lot of uh, like emo bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you can, and that, that's the thing. You know, we said One Arm Scissor was definitely their pop, most popular song. Mm-hmm. You can definitely hear it in stuff that's you know, two thousand four, mm-hmm. five, six, seven. It's yeah. just it started to change. Mm-hmm. I think absolutely. And uh, I applaud them for doing that for us. You know. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And um, like we talked about earlier in the podcast, um, they did break up and they split apart. Uh, the singer and guitar player, who they formed the Mars Volta, which was another great band, and they took it into more like Latin style guitar heavy. And I have to tell sound. you, when you told me that, that blew my mind. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah, and then um, the guitar player, um, the rhythm guitar player. He and the drummer and the bass player. Yeah. Yeah, those three. They formed um, Sparta, which I think was more of a at-the-drive-in, like, sequel, if you will. It was more of a continuation of this kind of band. But they made it their own sound. Definitely Mm -hmm. post-hardcore, but they took it in a slightly different direction. Because he sings as well, which he sings backup vocals on this album. Mm -hmm. And I like the songs that um, he sings backup vocals um, I, I like when he has heavy backup vocals in this, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But um, I've definitely heard uh, stuff by the Mars Volta, but I've never... I, I've heard of Sparta, but I'm mm. not sure that I've heard any of their songs. They're really good. And I don't want to get too deep into it because we're actually going to listen to those albums. Okay. Uh, in the next... And in, in the, you know, in the future. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, really good and very underrated. Very, very underrated. Awesome. I may like them more than the Mars Volta. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, so that wraps it up. Uh, appreciate everyone listening, and uh, until next time. 